Hello and welcome to Checkpoint XP on campus. I am your host, Jacob Brothers, and joined with me, as always, is the wonderful Erica Sedora. Erica, how are we doing today? Fabulous. How are you doing today? I am doing a-okay. And so our leading story is that the College Esports Invitational is back for its second event. So Erica, what can you tell us about the College Esports Invitational? As we know, the Gaming Community Network has finally partnered up with Wagner, Wagner, and they are bringing the second ever Collegiate Esports Invitational, and the featured game will be Valorant. It used to be Fortnite, so this is a pretty big leap between the FPS games. It's a big it's organizational shift. That's a huge yes, organizational it shift. Is. It is really, it really is. Um, it is free to register, so if you're interested in Valorant and you want to make big bucks, please like hop on to collegiate esports invitational.com the prize pool is ten thousand dollars and the first team will get five thousand dollars the tournament will start november 13th the quarterfinals will begin november 20th and the championships as jacob will tell you soon will only be streamed and it will begin november 21st yeah so so let's start there and also it'll be the top eight teams that go on to the quarterfinals on the 20th so this is a big tournament, right? There's going to be lots of schools involved. Just to like give you a general scope of how many schools are involved in this, um, the event's open to all the students of the 110 schools in the following conferences, which is America East Conference, Big South Conference, Big West Conference, uh, Colonial Athletic Association, Metro Athle- Atlantic Athletic Conference, Southland Conference, Sunbelt Conference, West Coast Conference, Western Athletic Conference, and the Central Intercollegiate Athletic Association, if that's not all a mouthful. And so that is a lot of schools, and a lot of players are going to be playing a lot of games. And only the finals are going to be streamed from a network company. So to pull a quote from one of the articles uh, talking about this event, um, I say and I quote that the finals will be carried by GCN across 85 plus gaming and esports centric websites to enhance viewership and messaging. If you have that kind of a reach, why would you only do one game of a whole tournament? Erica, what are your thoughts? I feel like that's really unfair. I mean, I personally feel like all of the rounds will be worth watching. Um, and of course, the championship rounds are championship rounds for a reason, but it's it's not an opportunity that's available for everyone. Yeah, uh, I mean, because it makes sense. The finals is what everyone wants to watch. It's going to be the two best teams of the tournament. But and this has kind of been a big struggle with collegiate esports, right? Because sometimes people want to watch all the games. Sometimes people only want to watch the relevant games. And then there are schools that broadcast on their own. And so if you're trying to, I don't know, cover collegiate esports, you kind of have to go down this rabbit hole to try to find these matches. And so what I would like to see in the future, because I think this is going to be a very successful event, the last one was successful, is I would like tournament organizers to do or to make a better effort into at least guiding players to where games can be watched. Because like what I like about Rocket League, for example, is that they have that spreadsheet, right? And they say, here's playing, here's who's playing who, and here's where it's happening. And so if a major outlet that has tremendous reach is going to tell you what's going to be broadcast, I think it's not that difficult to then make a large spreadsheet saying, here are all the games that are organized, because we know what games are happening, because it's in our database. And if you want to watch these matches, here is where this school is streaming it. Here is their Twitch link. And so, yeah, once again, the tournament will be, will be beginning on November 13th, so if you want to be on it, sign up soon. And coming up next, we're going to be talking about another collegiate esports minor with something a little extra.
Hello and welcome back once again to Checkpoint XP on campus. Jacob Brothers is still here. Eric Isador is still there. And we have a new collegiate esports minor. They seem to be kind of growing on trees at this point. Uh, Johnson C. Smith University, which is a historically black uh, college and university, now has the first fully accredited esports college degree um, in North Carolina. So first off, that's great to be the first one of a state. It's great that it's this kind of a college because that's diversity, that's opportunity. This is exactly what we want to see in this space. And so what's interesting is that this kind of came to be through partnerships. Uh, so the JSCU announced a partnership with Gaming Trifecta, uh, Nacon Gaming, and Point3 is a part of rolling out these initiatives. So these partnerships were able to help roll out the initiatives of the esports and gaming management minor and esports lab and esports club through providing equipment and apparel. Which I feel like we don't hear about too often because we hear about like colleges making partnerships. It's like, yeah, this is going to help us in this way. But these partnerships helped roll out an entire program, which feels kind of interesting. And it's really cool because that kind of shows what sponsorships are going to be able to influence in the future for, I don't know, the millions of colleges across the country. Uh, you know, only a couple, you know. Um, and so what I kind of want to talk about is this new program is also going to offer a certificate program. And I believe that this is different from the minor. It's a certificate program that consists of four specialized courses, which is aiming to provide professionals with insight into the esports industry. So, Erica, my question to you is when it comes to like an esports certificate, how can that really impact the space? Well, there are so many avenues that we can go through. I know we talked a little bit about last episode, how we um, had different opinions for the first time in forever about how an esports minor or certificate could go. But I think since esport is such like a niche subject to be on, it's really a gateway for different students to just see what avenues they can pursue, not only just broadcasting, but playing as well in marketing. I think this is a great opportunity for students who are just curious or just want to set foot into such a big industry right now. Yeah, absolutely. And where my mind goes with it is because these minors are really geared geared towards people who are going into college, people who know what esports is, people who play video games, they go to college like, hey, I want to learn how to manage esports or to be in esports. And there's a minor for that. While there are so many people who are past college that have a background in broadcasting, that have a background in sports casting, and this can help get them educated on what esports is and how they can fit into it. And it gets more personnel, which could ultimately make that whole landscape better. And so just to pull a quote from the uh, program uh, professor, which I really like this quote, is that history is really historic when you are in the middle of it. We are grateful for the ongoing support, continued growth, and educational industry recognition of what we are building with our esports and gaming educational program. I can't wait to see what this program does. And after this highlight, we'll be back with your weekly preview. This week's Big Break highlight comes to us from Summoner's Rift, where Maryville University took on University of St. Thomas. Even with Maryville University in the lead only minutes beforehand, the University of St. Thomas turned over a new leaf. As UST hovered around the Baron pit, Maryville tried to steal the Baron with FNRL's curtain call. But Leona's solar flare steals the show and stuns the rest of Maryville's the team. curtain call comes out as a response. It's going to be Shady who tries to go in and helps out. But on the backside, there's so much damage. The solar flare comes out. Get back is the target. Goes oh, golden. Good Perfect honest. timing. Down goes Shady. In goes Get back. Will he be able to get out alive? Yes, manages to pick up a kill and stays alive. Going down right there to Kitsuo. The shutdown going over to Chippies. And out comes Exegol Domato. Manages to get the one, but a trick. And with that, UST's damage is impeccable, and they sweep Maryville University. Another almost ace. For more big break highlights and the latest in collegiate esports, head over to our website right now at checkpointxp.com. Hello there, General Kenobi. Uh, Jacob Brothers is still here. 
Erica Sedora is still there, and here is your preview for Collegiate Esports. In Overwatch, the group stages for playoffs will be running from November 12th through the 13th. Uh, the bracket will be um, double. It'll be comprised of eight double elimination brackets. The top two teams from each group will move on, and these matches are a first to two. Now, in the Swiss, this is going to come as a huge surprise. Uh, Redbird Esports was the only undefeated team. I don't think they're going to win at all. That would be such a shock, right? Um, speaking of a shock, though, uh, Northwood lost to UTD in a thrilling matchup. So I'm hoping that we see some UTD pop off in the playoffs. Uh, after group stages, Homecoming will go on break until December 3rd for the round of 16. Now for Collegiate Carball, uh, the Eastern Conference Championship has wrapped up and the Western Conference Championship has wrapped up. And so we know who is going on into the finals of playoffs. Uh, unfortunately, due to recording, we have the future cast. And so I just wanted to say that I really hope that we saw Northwood, Northwood versus Northwood because in esports, that's ridiculous. And I love it. And only Maryville has done it and more schools need to do it. Uh, and also, hopefully UNLV made the cut. They had to rip UTD apart if they did, and that breaks my heart. But c'est la vie. <laughs> Erica, what else is going on in our preview? Well, as we know, for the CLO season, we are slowly approaching conferences. And if you haven't known, now you know the November 30th, that is the deadline for the conferences. So please sign up. And also for our preseason, the Demacia preseason has happened. And congratulations to University of St. Thomas for winning. And if you like the clips we played before, check out Unified Live on Twitch for all of those awesome clips. Um, and for Level Next, that week has finally concluded. It's been a whirlwind of plays. Um, all the top 16 teams are set, and the last gen qualifiers will be ending today, November 10th. Ooh, sad. But the finals will be taking place November 15th to the 18th. Thank you, Erica. And so for Conference 1, uh, the finals for Radiant and Immortal ranked teams are taking place on November 13th and 14th. That action can be found on twitch.tv slash C1 Esports. And in Hearthstone, uh, the dual elimination playoffs are among us. And dual elimination is kind of interesting. So... The top 32 teams from each division, after their respective regular seasons, will be seeded by performance into one of eight dual elimination groups. Uh, the top two teams from each group advance to the second day of play, and the bottom two teams will be eliminated. On the second day of play, the remaining 16 teams will be seeded by day one performance uh, into one of four dual elimination groups. It's kind of an interesting way of doing things. Uh, the top two teams in each group after the second day of play will then uh, qualify for the Hearthstone Collegiate Masters. For more information on that, check out uh, HS Esports. And coming up next is uh, an interesting partnership with General Motors. Hello, once again, we're back at it again with the White Vans, Jacob Brothers here, Erica Sador there. And we have a very interesting partnership. So Erica, what can you tell us about General Motors? Interesting is a very good word, I would say unique, because the Southwestern Athletic Conference has finally partnered with General Motors. As we know, General Motors is a very innovative company that typically works on vehicles, but the Southwestern Athletic Conference is known for churning out amazing alumni, not only in professional sports, but with esports as well, since they are now collaborating to make a really innovative and steadfast community. Um, uh, the Southwestern Athletic Conference actually actively supports HBCU co colleges and HBCU communities, so this is the right step in diversity and communication with all of these communities together. Jacob, I'm going to toss you a really quick question. How do you think this will contribute to the esports pipeline that, that we are now seeing in this community? Well, you touched on amazing alumni, which is something, to be honest, I haven't really thought about because our pipe, there's no established pipeline, as we've touched on many times in this show. But partnerships are now going to allow colleges to churn out, as you said, amazing alumni, which for a school as an HBCU, that means for diversity in the space, that's massive. 
that can change the entire space. So I think schools being known for creating great esports players through opportunities is kind of a next step in the pipeline direction. No, I definitely agree with you. And with all the minors and all of the majors that are coming out, but that are directed towards esports and all of our committed um, colleges that are finally looking to looking into a scene that like actively supports students and wants students to succeed. I think we're going in the right direction for this. Yeah, absolutely. And so to pull a quote from General Motors, um, General Motors has shown a steadfast commitment towards diversity, minority, educational advancement, along with vocational training and development. This partnership will undoubtedly make a significant impact towards uh, assisting us in providing the tools and resources necessary to further amplify the overall missions and objectives of our 12 member institutions. Long story short, diversity, inclusion, things happening in the space. We'd love to see it. The future of college esports is as bright as it can be. But that is our show Thank you very much for watching. For more, check out our website at CheckpointXP.com. And remember that we will always and forever love you. Have a great week.